0: I want to share with you this morning on the power of community, just for a few moments, and then we're going to hear some stories. And this past week, um, Pastor Michael and myself and Justin Wells from our tech team and Pastor James, and also Derek, one of our awesome youth leaders. Uh, we are able to be in Los Angeles together for the Hillsong uh, LA Conference. And so we just got back. Michael and I just flew back last night. Uh, we took a late night flight. And but what a blessing just to be there and we just feel like we were imparted uh, God just imparted something fresh in us and for me it was just great to see Pastor Michael actually just taking in worship because he's always just giving out right and he's always up leading us and so to see him and yeah and so what a blessing to have have Michael there and you know praise the Lord we got to hear Brian Houston and he was there and he was preaching the word of God. And uh, anyway, that's my best Brian Houston. Um, and uh, Justin Wells, he, he's our tech director. And so he was, uh, he's always up in the sound booth. And so he was able to be there. And we just had a great time. And have you ever been to Southern California? Like, come on. Like, how many people? So while well, you were suffering for Jesus, the frozen chosen in Calgary... Over these last few days, Pastor Michael and I and a couple of our team were down there and, you know, hanging out and drinking lattes by palm trees, and it was beautiful, and calling home and talking to my wife, who was saying it was blizzarding outside, so anyway, but we're back now. <laughs> but you know what, Michael and I, we flew in last night, and uh, we were just kind of talking on the drive, we're just like, thank God you've just called us to this beautiful city, Lord, and we're just so thankful to be here and be with this beautiful family of God, um, Man, I just, I just so appreciate what the Lord is doing in Calgary and, and amongst us together, a church. This is, this is beautiful what God is, is doing. And uh, man, so here's the thing. Okay, Southern California. <clears throat> um, many of you have been there. And I was reminiscing with some of the guys as we were driving around, and we were all talking about our different visits to California. So one of the first times I was down in Southern California was in my graduating year from high school. I went down with some some buddies. We went on a road trip. And any guys ever taken a road trip before? It's pretty. You better do it before you get too old. All right. Uh, Anyway, we just did it. It was out of high school, and we piled down with a bunch of friends. And, and I remember we were down there. We didn't have a lot of money, so we just saved up as much as we could. And the last day we were in Southern California before we had to head home, we had to make sure we had enough gas money. So it was, you know, drawing near to uh, the end of the day, mid-afternoon. Uh, we had to get home. We had to uh, eat something. And we had to sleep somewhere before we drove home early the next morning. So we were trying to figure this out because we didn't, you know, we couldn't figure out how we could do it all. And we wanted to go to Disneyland. <laughs> So I remember driving in the car. We were talking about it. And at one point, we kind of all got out. We just kind of huddled. We just kind of got together, and we started talking about, how are we going to do this, guys? And so somebody said, well, I got this much money, and I have this. And we figured it out. We actually figured out how we could eat a good meal. So we went to, like, In-N-Out Burger or something, which is really healthy. And we, And we got tickets for Disneyland. And guess what we figured out? We didn't have enough money left over for a motel. So you know what we did? We slept on the beach. And we got kicked out about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> somebody guy somebody came by from Baywatch or whatever, and he said you got to go. And uh, but we had two three hours sleep on the beach, Southern California, just enough sleep to get up in the morning and drive home. But, you know, I was thinking about that. There's power in community because by ourselves we couldn't figure it out. Sitting in the car, we couldn't figure it out. But when we got out and we huddled together, we figured it out. We're like, we can we can figure this out together. And this is a picture of the power of community. This is how God has called us together. He's called us together. And we've looked at some scriptures over this series that we've been in better together. And, and how we are called together. That God has called a people. That we are a chosen people. We are uh, called by God as his precious possessions. And we're called also together into a family. And this is God's idea. And we've, we've talked about this idea uh, as a church over these last number of weeks. That we're not just a crowd that shows up on Sunday but we are truly called as members of God's family. And it's something powerful, and it's something amazing. And, you know, you and I will never fully uh, walk in all of the things that God has for us by ourselves. We, we, We can't really serve God on our own. We really do need each other, and we really have been wired the way God has made us for community and for each other. And we've looked at some of these scriptures, Ephesians 2, says, now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, family, citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. You belong. You belong to God's family. We belong to each other. We belong to, to our Father. It's such an amazing thing to realize in, in a picture just to really get a hold of. And we've talked about over these weeks, we've been looking at our values as a church and different things that we value together. And one of the things we talked about is discipleship. And I really believe that the way discipleship works best is in community. I believe that's the way God designed it. That as we follow Jesus, we we grow and we become more like Christ, not by ourselves, but together. And Jesus did this when he called his first disciples and we talked about the fact that discipleship is movement. And if we are moving towards Jesus, then we are growing as disciples. It's just one way we can, we can kind of take a, a check in our own heart. These people this morning that were water baptized, that's movement. They're, they're moving towards Christ. They're saying, I, I, I'm not going to stay where I am. And the best way we can grow in this is to be together as a community. There's a scripture that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I know that I've found that to be so true in my life. Have you found that to be true? That as you hang out with people that, that are, are going after Jesus, going after God, it's going to rub off on you. And we need to be a church and a community that sharpen each other. There's power in community. There's power in sharpening each other, praying for each other, encouraging each other. And my heart for you as as pastor of this church is that none of you would would try to serve Jesus alone. You should never do life alone. We should never do ministry alone. We should never do it uh, by ourselves and struggling. But God has called us together. What a beautiful, diverse family uh, that God has called here together at First Assembly. And I believe that we can sharpen each other. You know, the best place to learn and to grow is in the context of family. And I was raised in a family. I have two sisters And in in my family, I had to learn that I didn't always get everything i wanted how many people have siblings you know what i'm talking about and we used to go on these family vacations and, and and did you ever do this when you went on a family vacation the kids are in the back seat the mom and the dad and they're like all right we're going on a vacation and you kids get along right or we're turning around and going home right did your dad ever threaten you on that as if he would he's already six hours out of town he's already taken a vacation he's already paid for it he's already got a booking he's not going to turn around but it's a threat and so we kind of fight in the back seat and then we had these things we came up with called property Lines. Do you remember this? Did anybody have property lines? You, sit, you you know, and you'd be yelling at your mom and dad in the front. And it's like, hey, she just went over my property line, you know. <laughs> but you figure it out, you know. You you, you learn. You, you figure out how to, uh, to to do life together and to help each other. You know, family is such a great place too, just to be yourself, isn't it? Just to just to be accepted. For who you are, the way God's made you to be. Do you know God made you who you are? That you are predestined to be who you are. That you are you are the only one individual person on this planet that is you and uniquely you. And nobody else can be you. And when you and I isolate ourselves and we don't lean into the community that God has created us for. I believe that we rob other people of experiencing everything that Christ has for them as well in so so many different ways. Like your expression of who you are to this world is unique to you. God wants to do something in you and through you that is a blessing to the world, a blessing to our city, a blessing to this congregation. And so isolation, we're fearful of each other kind of, aren't we? We're a little bit nervous. We're a little bit scared of each other at times because we wonder, would people really accept me if they fully understood who I was? But you know, biblical community is powerful because we have the opportunity just to be real and to be open and to get to know each other and to let down our guard and to learn together and to grow together and to call each other on together to being disciples of Jesus. You were never meant to do life alone and God has called you and me for community. Here's our opportunity, First Assembly. As we look around the, the room this morning, there's probably a number of things we observe. When we walked in today, we we observed uh, there was a baptismal tank. And some of you are wishing you brought your swim trunks because it's a beautiful hot tub. And maybe after a long week, you could just sit there and relax. Other people, you've observed, well, we have a stage. We have some lights and some screens. And, and as you look around the room, just kind of observe right now, like what, do, what are some of the things that you're seeing? And one of the things that's pretty obvious is, is we have benches. We have, we have rows that people sit in. And one of the things I love about the layout of this building is that we actually get to kind of see each other at this church. Have you noticed that? And so when I came in late this morning, all of you realized that. You noticed that, didn't you? I was about five minutes late for church. And some of you are like, and see, here's the other thing, though. I notice when you're late, too. <laughs> So be on time next week, okay? No condemnation, just change. <laughs> but we can all, but we see each other. And, but a lot of times we, we, we're trapped in rows a bit. We're, we're stuck in rows a little. Because we kind of don't venture out beyond, beyond those rows. And, Andy Stanley kind of came up with this idea or this concept that circles are better than rows when it comes to building community. And I think that's true. I think that circles are better than rows in our lives, that God has called us for circles. Kind of like the guys, me and my boys, when we went on our road trip in California years ago where we just kind of decided at some point we got to huddle together and figure this out. We formed a circle and we figured it out. By ourselves, we couldn't have done that. And as a church... I believe that's a beautiful picture. It's a great way to understand community. It's a great way to understand family. God has called us not just to come and gather, although part of what we do is very biblical and we see modeled in, in the book of Acts where they, they would come together, they would, they would meet together at the, at the, on the, temple, you know, at the temple gates and, and Solomon's porch, and they would meet in these big open areas for these large gatherings in the church. The early church, it was growing rapidly. It became a mega church pretty much overnight, and it just continued to grow, and God continued to add daily uh, to the people who were being saved. But they also had another uh, function. They also had another way that they met, and that was in groups and, and in homes. It says in Acts, and we've looked at this over the summer in our series, but they worshiped together at the temple each day, and then they met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And all the while, praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. It started with 120 people in the upper room. And then on the day of Pentecost, it it ballooned to 3,000. And then later on, it was 5,000. And that was just men. It was probably more like 15,000 people plus because they would count just the way they would count. They would only count men in that culture. But if you would add somebody would have a wife or some children, 15,000, 20,000 people. Acts chapter 5 says a multitude believed. It could have been about half the city of Jerusalem at some point that the church was such a force. So they had large crowds, but it says that they met also together in homes. Acts five forty two day after day in the temple courts, and then from house to house, from house to house, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayer. So this morning, it's a picture of us gathering together. We're in rows. But how many know that circles are better than rows when it comes to discipleship, and when it comes to community and friendship? And this morning, we're also going to be uh, breaking bread together, and we're also celebrating five weeks of community that we've been together in this Better Together series. I'm going to ask you to do something this morning that on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being this is the most extremely uncomfortable thing I've ever done in church, to uh, a 1 being, oh, it's no big deal. This is like about a 1.5, okay? Can, can I ask you, is that all right? Can everybody prepare themselves for that? So everybody just take a deep breath, Okay. Okay. This is not a big deal, all right? So what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you just in a few moments to um, to get out of your rows and to form a circle with three to four people. Now, here's the thing. If it's two people, uh, that's a date. <laughs> <laughs> if it's three people, it's a group. So you could meet three or four or five. I don't really care. Just more than two people. And I'm going to have you stand up in a few moments and kind of look around and, and kind of in your section and just kind of pull people together. And you're going to ask yourself, you're going to ask each other rather, this, this question. Uh, where were you born? Because in a room like this, look around. Just, just take a few moments just for a second. Just look around this room. Just look at this beautiful community here at First Assembly. Just look at each other. Aren't you good looking people? Yes. Beautiful. Incredible people. I mean, most churches are pretty homely, but you guys are incredibly good looking. Now, some of you are looking for a date, so look around the room. <laughs> Just walk across the room, Bill Hybels, and and meet that person. No, don't do that. Okay, so, so stand up. Why don't we stand up this morning? And I want you to, you're proud of where you were born, right? And so... Just find a group, and I want you just for a minute or two to tell each other, hey, this is where I'm born, and this is where I'm from, all right? Just, just meet some people. Go ahead and do that. All right. How many met somebody? Okay, how many people were born in Calgary? You're Calgary, Alberta natives. Come on, let's give these Calgarians a big hand. All right. How many people born in Africa, the beautiful continent of Africa? Somewhere in Asia. Who's born in Asia? Come on. All the Asian believers. All the Asian believers filled with God's holy fire. You guys are fiery. I love you guys. Hey, we're all born from different places, and it's just beautiful. It, well, that wasn't so hard, was it? Are you okay? Are you guys all right with that? Like, this is Chris and Pastor Chris has been. Uh, him and Lisa came here um, it's just over a year ago, and they've just been such a blessing to our team. Lisa's our our children's pastor, and uh, Chris has just come on recently just to help us in this area this fall, uh, just an area of community groups, and and uh, so let's just welcome Chris this morning and. So, Chris, I just invited you just to share briefly just a couple, just a few of the great stories that are, that are happening. You know, some of the things that we see in Acts, obviously, is they, they met together in large groups, they met together in homes, and that the spiritual needs were met, the physical needs were met, the uh, relational needs were met. There was koinonia or fellowship. And so we're seeing that take place uh, here at First Assembly. So why don't you just kind of share with us a couple things that are going on.
1: Sure. Oh. I can... There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Can I just, I, I'd love to share one quick thing. Uh, when we first started talking, Pastor Ben started talking about uh, community groups and what that looks like. Um, you know, my, my first thought was, okay, well, the only way this works is, is if people get involved. Um, I can, seven days a week, I can run one group every day or every night. That gets us seven groups. That's not going to cover it. Can I tell you, this church, we had almost 100 leaders step up and that's awesome. their homes. Their-
0: Come on, that's awesome.
1: And so even as a starting point there, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We could not do it without you guys stepping up and, and doing it. So I, I just want to push it all back. You guys made it happen and stepped up and led. So thank you yeah. up front. A couple of stories that we, we, we want to end quickly. Uh, Pastor Ben mentioned when uh, we started uh, the series with such, with such a movement. Mentioned it again this morning. And we love just seeing steps forward. You know, the the old old saying that if you want to run a marathon, you've got to take the first step. Well, one of the stories I heard, and I love it, is there was a guy that got saved and joined the group. And the first week, they got talking about discipleship, and they were talking about taking that step, that movement. Well, a few weeks in, that that gentleman prayed out in public in front of people for the first time. Never done it before. That was his first step. And so, you know, we're gonna tell some stories, they're all gonna be good, they're gonna be exciting, they're all but I don't want you to miss that the small things make a big impact. And so just take a step when it comes to perception and community, just like that guy did, praying in public, praying in front of people for the very first time. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that. It's nerve wracking if you've never done so Quick story.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, Chris. And uh, it's exciting to, to see some of these things. So tell, tell us uh, what are a co- couple of the great stories that are going on since we've been doing these five weeks.
1: Let me show you a picture of a men's group. Let me see that. There's a men's group that was meeting on Tuesday morning. If you look on the left side, three back, there's a really smiley guy there. <laughs> and I, I just want to jump in on this group and just, first of all, just say thank you for leading so well. Yeah. You know, we, we want to... Uh, as a church, we all want to be in community. But when our leaders step up and, and actually lead by example, I think it's a, it's a big deal. And so you gave up your Tuesday morning.
0: Yeah, our group is, that's our group, and they're all incredibly good-looking men up there. And uh, I've just loved it. I've loved just getting together with these guys. But here's the deal: it's seven o'clock in the morning. That's why it's you know it's uh, that's why we're going for breakfast because we ended up going for breakfast this past week just to kind of celebrate our, these early risers. But uh, we just get together for fellowship and, and just growing together. And it's been neat for me because I have known these men in the church, but now these men are getting to know each other and connect. It's really been really been great.
1: Um. So as a Pastor Bennett's led. The staff was kind of followed up b- beside and jumping in on this. And uh, one of the groups that we were part of uh, was a young families group. And I think we met on Sundays at three o'clock, just so that we could get sort of done, get the kids home, get them bed, ready right for school. Uh, but we had twelve kids in our group, and so it was. Uh,
0: well, Je- Jesus the- had twelve disciples. So there you go. You're 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 so biblical. We're
1: on our way. It was chaos. <laughs> actually, I actually have pity on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one of the things that we saw um, when, when we were doing it So like I said It was third, or 3 o'clock on, on Sunday So we get home from church And I've got a little 6 year old son And a 2 year old daughter And we get home And you know I, I grew up where Sunday afternoon you had a nap That's what you did uh, And so I'm, it's ingrained in me That on Sunday at about 1 o'clock My eyes begin to shut uh, And so we get home And I'd want to like lay down on the couch Relax Take it easy and my son would be standing over talking to go going, Dad, it's time to go, we need to go, Dad, let's go, community group, it's a community group, let's go, dad. Come on, dad, come on, let's go, let's go, it's time to go. And I have to get like, Tyson, relax, you not gonna take us an hour and a half to drive there, relax. But he was so excited about being part of his community, yeah. even as a six-year-old. Yeah. It wasn't nice. just about us as adults showing up to do our thing and putting the kids in the basement, and just but they were building the community. They were catching it from their parents. And being part of the community. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of a leading down thing, you know, that my son now knows the value of the community, and, and challenging his friends, and, and going through life together. Um,
0: Tell us about that, uh, the, what happened at the funeral. Funeral. That was really cool.
1: Pastor Cliff was telling me that um, he was going to the funeral, he was doing the funeral. Uh, for a family, he was like, this family's not, not connected to the church, but that's... One way he serves, and so he used him in the funeral. Shows up at the funeral, and sure enough, there's two people there. They, they go to First Assembly, they're part of our, our community. So he walks right over and says, What are you guys doing here? Why are you here? And the two of them said, Well, one of the family members of the person that, that passed away actually is in our community. We just felt we needed to go and, and just stand beside him in this time. And, uh, you know, again, that's the value of the community. When life throws something at you, when life is difficult. Having people that are going to stand there with you. They're not just going to say, you know, all those open things. Or, I'm praying for you and hoping they do. And, and or or you know, oh, that's, that's really too bad. Uh, instead of saying those things, uh, but actually stepping up and standing with you when you're
0: going through. Yeah, and I know it's such a big church, and Pastor Cliff, who's does such an amazing job of bringing Pastor O'Carroll to this congregation, and weddings, and funerals, and visitations. He has an incredible team of leaders in their church. Many of you are involved in, in visitation, but we don't always get everybody, and that's the beautiful thing about this community group. It actually you know, caught some people that we maybe uh, didn't really, really know or weren't able to reach out to, or even an opportunity just to, just to share Jesus with people that we didn't know before that are connected to the church. And so it's pretty neat to see.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the other stories that uh, I want to show this. let me put a picture up. I'll do the video yet. I want to show you a picture of a group. This is a picture of a group of guys that got together every week. There's Pastor Cliff with the big smile in the center. Uh, but beside Pastor Cliff, there's a, a young man with his, with his daughter. That's Pastor Elvis, and Pastor Elvis uh, is a missionary, and he's a missionary that left Peru to come to Canada yep. because he believes that Canada needs the Lord, needs yep. Jesus, yeah. and so he's a missionary here. And so he showed up, and we got the connection with him, and found out that. And so, uh, one of the things they could use was, was a vehicle. He used to get his family around. And so, this group is a bunch of guys that got together, they found a car that needed some work, and they began to work on it. And they began to repair it, and they began to make it so that it was safe to drive on the road. Last week, I'm happy to report, the vehicle passed its safety test. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> But I want to show you this, this video. Like if you just watch the screen here, watch this video here. we're presenting you the keys to this car for the work that the Lord has sent you to. Mm-hmm. Thank, you, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you brothers. Thank you, Pastor Lee. Thank you, Mr. for this car. I love Mr. but I love it. all my friends. Thank you very much.
0: Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. So good.
1: Here's, here's the best part of the story. Is it good? Great. They got a car. That's wonderful. The best part of the story is we've actually had three other people give us cars that are waiting to go to the next families that need
0: Wow, so, that's awesome.
1: It, it, just keeps, it just keeps moving forward, it just keeps growing. Can't just keep blessing other people. And so, Pastor Cliff.
0: Has three needs to fix. <laughs> hey, Chris, this is so exciting to see. And could you imagine, you know, what, what if we could just be known as a church for blessing families, single moms, people all over our city saying, you need a vehicle? Well, we could just do it through community. We are truly better together. And this is such a beautiful thing that God is beginning to do. You know what's exciting? And so You said it in the first service, true. This is just the beginning. beginning. This is just the beginning of what God wants to do. Chris, um, I'm going to ask you to pray just in a moment and just pray for us as we conclude this series. But there might be some people here today too and they haven't quite yet uh, connected. And there's no pressure or obligation. This is not, this honestly, my heart as a pastor is this is just for for you and for me and for all of us. Like for me joining this community as well with my guys on Tuesday mornings. It's been so life-giving. It's actually, there's a couple times that I just feel like the Holy Spirit has just brought me almost to the point of of tears. Because I was just thinking about praying for the guys in my group. Uh, and just me feeling blessed that there's a place for me. That, you know, I can just hang out and just be with some guys and go eat pancakes. And, and they have been praying for me as I've been praying for them. And my heart would just be that all of us would experience uh, just deeper and deeper friendships and community as a church, that we would really see the value. Uh, there's value in rows, but there's, there's deeper value in circles. As we lean in, we're better together. So, Chris, why don't you just tell us how we can step into that, and then would you just pray for us today before we move into communion?
1: So, a couple of things. Number one, uh, many of the groups that started, the majority of the groups that started, are continuing. And so you are here, and you thought, oh, well, I missed out, or I'm too late, you're not. Go back, to the table, right outside these doors, you'll see a, a banner. We're there. Let's get you signed up. Get part of the community. It's not too late. Jump in right now. A lot of them are going to continue on. The second thing that we're going to do is is uh, in January, we're going to change our focus just a little bit. Um, but we're going to launch another whole wave of groups. And they're going to be based around interest. And so we're going to try to Bring people together that are have a common interest. You know, working out, um, a sport, uh, going for a hike. Uh, one of the groups that uh, in, a, in a church I worked with before that we we got around was a bunch of ladies living in our retirement home. Just they all loved knit, so we got together to knit, and they watched *Downton Abbey* episode, they would knit for an hour, and they all just hang out together. Uh, we're going to try and get some groups up. Uh, side note, if you want to really know a Abbey fan, call it Downtown Abbey. Uh, they'll take you out with any um, But you, you we're going to try and get you there. So if you have an interest, uh, please please don't think that it's it's not enough or it's not big enough or it might be too unique. If, if you don't step up and offer your your talent, your gifting, your interest, someone else might be sitting in, this, in, a, in a row somewhere in here, Thinking the exact same thing, and, and the community does get built. So if you've got an idea, something that just interests you, working out, whatever it might be, step up, come talk to us, because we're going to in January, as we head into February, we're going to do another five weeks where we're going to say, let's gather our the interests that we share. And so let's, so you can help me out with that. But again, don't wait to miss out. If you want to get involved in a community right now, come see us at the back table. It's not too late. Let's jump. Let's get in. Let's part together. Let's keep moving forward good. together. Amen. All right? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you again for, uh, God, the last five weeks that we've been through. God, I know that you've been there with us. You've shown up. You've done incredible work in people's lives. God, there are incredible stories that are coming out of these last five weeks. Lord, we don't want to miss what is still to come. Yes, God. God, we know there's more still to be done. We know that this, this city, our nation, God, it needs you. And so, so God, we want to be part of a community that is together on mission, making a difference. So, Father, as we, uh, you know, as we, as we gather together in our small groups, God, I pray that life conversations, life change would take place. God, as we, we've said before that that generations would be changed because of what takes place in the communities when they gather. God, thank you for showing up. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being yes, with us. And, and God, thank you for what it is to come. God, we just want to move with you. We want to move uh, just in your power as we build together a yes, stronger Lord. community. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. Thank, thank you, Chris. Thanks for joining us this morning. we have our ushers at this time. We're going to be receiving communion together as we just conclude the service. And, and so, ushers, you can come right away and just begin to distribute the, the cup and the bread. And, um, and Michael's going to lead us in worship as well as we receive the communion together. So let me remind us that in Acts, it says that in, they met in the temple. They met at the temple every day and so there were these large gatherings and then it says they met in homes they met in community they met in circles so both are important as we are the church today that we look back and we say how how was the church flourishing in that season it's very simple flourishing today in the same way as we not just meet in rows but we meet in circles there's power in community And it's the way God has called us to be. And then it says, And they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And they shared together the Lord's Supper. And the breaking of bread and prayer. And so we're going to move into this time now of the breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper. And what it is, is the bread represents the body of Christ that was broken for us, the blood representing his new covenant. And ushers, you can begin right away, even as I'm talking. And as we partake together, we remember. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So I'm going to ask you just to hold the bread and hold the cup. Worship together. Prepare your hearts. The Bible says it's a good time for us to examine. Do we need God to bring forgiveness and cleansing in an area of our lives, an area of sin? Bring it before the Lord. Are we holding a grudge against somebody else? Bring that before the Lord and ask God to, to take that away and to say, God, help me to forgive this person so that we're just right with each other. We're, we're family, and that we're moving forward in God. So let's worship together, and then we'll partake just in a moment. you lord just worship him this morning just bring before the lord just what's on your heart and just begin to pour out your heart to him let's thank him for the cross just take a moment to personally thank jesus for dying on the cross for you for your sins and just ask the lord say god just search my heart today God, if there's any wicked way in me, as David prayed, Lord God, bring your forgiveness, bring your healing, bring your restoration. Father, I thank you that you're right now healing physical bodies. There's healing in the cross of Jesus, that sickness is being healed now in Jesus' name. The relationships are being restored now, impossible situations because of the cross. Father, we thank you for your power. We thank you, God, today. And we receive the goodness and the grace of the cross today. In Jesus' name. First Corinthians says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed. He took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This morning, I would just invite you to take the bread with me. And this bread, again, it's a picture. It symbolizes... Jesus' death on the cross, his broken body for you and for me, that he suffered and he died. He willingly laid himself down as the sacrifice for our sins. And it was because of his great love, that Jesus, he died for you and me. And he took our place and he made us right with the Father. It's all because of him that we can experience this life and this grace. And so, Father, we thank you for your broken body. Lord, there's healing because of your wounds, Father. And we thank you. We receive the healing emotionally, physically, relationally. We receive healing now as we receive this bread in Jesus' name. Let's, let's eat the bread together. I'm going to ask you to stand as we receive the cup together. Let's remember, friends, as we receive this cup. This is a cup of joy. At the same time as it's a cup of suffering. It's joy because it's suffering because Jesus died, but it's joy because of the new covenant that is in Christ Jesus. It's the covenant of grace. That means you cannot earn his favor, you cannot earn salvation, you cannot earn anything. It's all because of his mercy and his grace that you've become a child of God because of the blood of Jesus shed for you and me man that makes me happy. (laughs) It makes me so joyful that Jesus loved me and he loved you so much that he poured out his blood. And so he said to do this in remembrance of him. And as we do this, we remember his mercy. We remember his grace. We remember his forgiveness. We remember that we've been made right with the Father because of Jesus Christ. Let's drink the cup together this morning. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and verbalize your praise to God today. Just go ahead and thank him this morning. Just go ahead and thank him this morning. Let's lift up our praise. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. Come on, we praise you, God. We're going to sing and we're going to worship because we are a people who have victory in Jesus Christ. We are a people where there is no longer any condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Everything has been passed. All the old is passed. We've been made brand new. We are born again. We are children. Let's sing it together. Oh, praise the name. Praise the name. Let's give God our praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. I just speak the blessing and the favor and the goodness of God just to land on you, rest on you, work through you as you go forth from this place. Just go in the grace and the love and the power of God and just love each other. And love God, and you're fulfilling all the law and all the prophets. So let's just go love. Let's love people to Jesus. And let's just worship God with our lives this week. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Have a great Sunday. God bless.